We are the Mission Commission, a cabal formed to subvert the worldwide government and ensure society's progress by any means necessary. You are Earth's last hope. This is your one mission. Oh. Okay. I love to hear my voice. Hello. There's a voice in my ears. Two voices. Oh, wait a second. Uh Who's that other voice? (laughs) A mysterious stranger. Oh, no. (laughs) It is funny. It's like, um, uh, like when you're a kid, like looking in the mirror where you kind of get infatuated. Uh The worst for me was like haircuts Uh because I would just be sitting and I would just start making faces. Uh Uh-huh. But this has that effect where you're like, oh, is that my voice? Yeah. It's like having a TV on in the other room. Yeah. That's playing the same thing in two rooms. Yeah. But then you can be like, echo. Yeah. Echo. Um, anyways, should we read this? Yeah. Is this like what what's happening? Yeah. Um, do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Go ahead. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read it. Um, okay. There's a piece of paper in front of us. I'm about to read it. It's written in English. Great. So this is That's helpful a good for start. all of us. Uh, welcome to your one mission, in quotes. Uh-huh. Please introduce yourselves. Oh. The student process. I think I could do that. Okay. Should I go? Yeah, you go ahead. Hello. My name is Marion Dunham. Hi there. I'm Ptolemy Slocum. Hey, Ptolemy. Hi. How are you, Marion? I'm good. How are you? Is it a Y? Um, it's an I-O-N. Marion. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's um like a charged particle. Celtic? Um Marion. It is I I think it's Celtic. I'm from that region. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next paragraph. Okay. We are the Mission Commission, a cabal formed to subvert the worldwide government and ensure society's progress by any means necessary. You are two of the brightest minds our world has to offer. I'm overshooting that one. (laughs) One of us might be, um, which is why you have been summoned here today. I'm Marion. I'm not going to hold up my. I I definitely think it's you. I don't think it's Marion. If it's not me, we're fucked here. I'm pretty sure I'm still in like a tequila haze. Oh, great! Way to go, Cabal! Uh, You have one hour to complete your one mission. We recommend you use the full time allotted to discuss and complete your one mission. Okay. The future of the human race depends on your success. The engineer is here to ensure your compliance. Jesus, do not ask the engineer for clarification. Do not speak to the engineer. The engineer will not speak to you. The engineer will give you a five-minute hand signal when your time is nearing its end. Good luck. Your one mission is colon. And then written in handwriting, capital letters, solve poverty. Exclamation point. Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise. All right. Whew, Solving pop. Po- po- I have to say the word correctly first. Po- yeah. Poverty. Um, Marion, we got to solve poverty. Okay. And they did recommend that we we use all of a lot of time. Can I look at this yeah, paper please. too? Because now I just want to test the the parameters and see if we can get the engineer to speak. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of like when I'm presented with a. Do you have the answer, engineer? I'm I'm the kind of monkey that would just be like, I don't want to do your experiment. I really want to figure out how to get out of this cage. You know that, what I mean? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So what do you what unique skills do you bring to this conversation? 
I'm wondering why we're both here and why it's discussion of poverty. Do you uh, think that's like a random thing or do you have any association with poverty? Um, I think everybody has an association with poverty. True, true. Um, as long as you know it exists, it affects you. Okay. Um, and why do I... Did you ask me why I think I'm here? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know you. Well, I know you. Oh. Yeah. I, well, I've like in the seen, carnal sense? I've seen oh. you. Oh, I yeah. see, I see, I see. I've, I've gazed upon your image, oh. <laughs> but I've never spoken with you. I see. So um, I'm thinking that I bring some creativity. Okay. Um, Maybe I feel like I'm a very secretive person. And maybe they think that I have some answer inside uh -huh. that's just waiting to come out. But you don't. I might. Oh, yeah, we might. Um, do you, um, what do you do particularly? Like, um, uh, as a living? Yeah. I mean, do you, do you work with like um, any kind of like community organizations I or do. anything? Okay. All right. So there's, this is like a game of 20 questions <laughs> in which we didn't, uh, I, I don't know even where the questions are. Um, yeah. So. Let me let me pose this to you then. How would you solve poverty? Because maybe that maybe you might have like a kernel in one sentence. I don't know. You know as many sentences as you need. You basically have one hour. Um. Geez, Louise, this is embarrassing. Um. I would. I. I guess if I had one sentence to solve poverty, I would say that we need to. Is it global or is it within the United States or is it within California? Well, my my assumption is we have the ability to you know, set parameters, if that's helpful. There is, I think there is somewhat of a difference between um, poverty in a first world country and poverty totally. in, you know, infrastructure that is And a, also, like, when you're thinking about poverty... Does that include people who would would say hands down they're not living in poverty, but they're like indigenous? Sure, right. So let's decide. Okay. Where we're setting those parameters? Okay. What what in your expertise do you feel like you could address best? I feel like I could address some type of in infrastructure involving community level. God, I don't know words today. Um, yeah. Some type. So more in like the American. Yeah, like yeah. I think I think the only real way to to chip away at poverty yeah. is to to think about it from a community level because right. it's very difficult to change the governments. Yes, right. At least for me. And in particular, uh, our our um, philosophy, like where the American uh, priorities based on. I don't know where this government came from or what have you, but mm -hmm. there are um, nations and governments that are built to address this as something that affects the economy as a whole, and we are better served to get uh, to eradicate as much poverty as possible. That's not how we function. There's this this feeling that like, oh, it's your fault, or mm -hmm. we don't have any responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. Like almost like we have this strange natural selection like uh, we're bent. giving you the opportunity and if you don't succeed at the opportunity we've given you right. that's on you and yet that opportunity doesn't actually exist it doesn't exist at all it's, right it's very selective it's winning the lottery exactly the genetic lottery or not even genetic but just like who you're born into and right um so that's an interesting thing that as you say it doesn't seem like 
our government has the aesthetic or the priorities to effectively um, tackle this issue. Doesn't even seem to have the willpower. So now, one option that you suggested was uh, on a community level. Yes. I think like small grassroots things of empowering people who quote unquote are living at the poverty level is a way of uh, like getting people, just giving people more education or giving them treatment that they might need like medically so that they can lead like a more, like a less destructive life and like stay out of like prisons or, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, I work in healthcare. So mm. I'm a big believer that if you like give people the healthcare that they need, um, that's a way of like lifting them up out of, you know, like let's say war veterans. Yeah. You you come back from war and you're struggling with PTSD, but if you can give this person treatment um on some level and like help them to be like another active member of, of the community, that can be really powerful. Right. So Yeah, there's a um there is a movement and I think we are becoming like a wiser nation in general, but mm -hmm. even in the medical field of mm -hmm. what's called preventative care. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. And that's treating things now that mm -hmm. will eventually become problems because it's actually less expensive, it's more effective, mm -hmm. and it, it, it captures a better overall effect, it actually saves money for everyone. But I think what we're running into is realizing that having uh, this massive population in poverty doesn't serve us at all. No, it, co it costs so much money. It actually costs so much more than addressing it would. And yet, the people who are sort, they, they believe themselves obsessive about money, mm -hmm. have a very linear relationship to money in that this is it and I, I like one must collect it all. When in reality, if you, if you um, basically move resources to this issue, you would actually save money in the long run, especially as a culture. Mm-hmm. Are you kind of are you kind of pointing to the one percent thing right now? Yeah, I'm not really mentioning that. Uh, there's also one percent, and then the then the people that have kind of been like. But when you say the the linear obsession with money, do you mean like the big business side of of medicine? There, there is that. That makes sense mm -hmm. to me. Those people actually do save money by not addressing it because they have so much wealth. They mm -hmm. it would be better for them um, to not address it because their actual finances are affected so that to be greedy makes sense to me almost mm -hmm. like oh i don't want to give anything to anyone else because i want it all mm -hmm. that seems like a natural like human thing inclination and yeah and actually a horrible trait yeah um but there are people that have uh kind of an innate um aesthetic to agree with that even though they aren't benefiting from it personally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and these are the people Oh, um, I totally agree. People and, who they they want that opportunity, so they don't want to close that door. Yeah, and in their mind, that's just like, well, that's the way things have been. It's almost yeah. like we grew up that way. It's like if you have an alcoholic father or what have you, it's like, well, that's just the way things were. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just tough. Things so are the, tough. the government is kind of our abuser, and we like it. Uh yeah. I mean, it's been yeah. it's a cultural, and it also comes out of a um, it must be an evolutionary like a cultural trait of the type of human being that would uh rather than like admit immigrate. that you're not feeling good or you don't like something to just yeah, be like you just yeah put I love it down. Yeah. yeah it's just like old school version yeah. cuz you're not doing if you actually That's a really big question even right there. 
That's uh, like the psychology of poverty right there. Yeah, it, well, it's also the psychology of um, sustaining poverty mm -hmm. in others mm -hmm. uh, is allowing for this without, you know, without even taking into account what would be a long-term benefit. It's the same thing that I think doctors run into when they speak to people about like, you need to improve your health. Like, if you do this, this will improve your health long-term and people just don't. It's mm -hmm. just not a, uh, it's not a part of, like it, that it's almost too much work to change oneself. And I guess I'm coming off this from what you said is like, it's better to work on a community level because on a national level, it would be so hard to change people's perception on something that would actually be benefiting them. It gets kind of 1984 or whatever those, those future books, you know, like the government, like doing this big thing where it's like you can only eat like one clump of bread at breakfast right. and one clump of, you know yeah. you can't regulate health that much yeah so it would have to be something where it was like i also this is a side note i think bringing communities together is such an effective method for like getting people to like understand their differences side note yeah but right but like you know in the the invitation is such a like from a health perspective is such a better way to approach your health rather than being forced to do it by some horrible disease right. you know the decision to be like i'm yes. gonna take care of myself and yeah you know so as a community if you if you um like, give those resources yeah so as a community if you see that as something as like a project how do you get people to get interested in it and what kind of actual like physical steps can they take to um, start on something, you know what I mean? Like what mm -hmm. is, what is out there or an organization that kind of seeds this as something that I any particular community could take on. I mean, I think the education system is a great place to start, you uh -huh. know, just getting, getting high school students involved or at least like going into schools. Um, and like sort of like feed seeding that generation yeah. of people who are going to like, um, I went to a really hippy dippy school in Vermont okay. where part of part of the curriculum was not only what you learned, but um, how you could affect change within the community. No. So I think if that was like a part no. of like the, am I being a little too? No, no, that's right. I, I think, no, uh, to me, that makes sense. Yeah. I think if like if if part of education is like, how am I going to like positively affect my own community? Right. I think it would have huge ram, uh, huge ramifications, huge um like impact on the kids being like, I want to learn this because I want to like be a superstar in my community rather than like, I don't want to learn this because math is dumb. Right. You know? Right. It's like a more of a holistic approach yeah. to someone's life. I think it actually would improve quality of life for the individual, even yeah. like thinking about community. Yeah. Um, there's still one thing that's kind of like elusive in my mind though. It's like when you say the word get involved, like what does involved even imply? Like, do you... I don't know. You are you handing out snacks? Are you like <laughs> clapping for people as they walk them by? Personality like, tests, right? On Hollywood hey, <laughs> you're great. Yeah. Uh, like what affects? What positively affects? Uh, what do we do? We know of anything that like positively affects poverty in the first place? Um. Like, can we come up with a game plan within the course of this hour? That is, it is an organization that that sets out to do this, to have this effect. And in order to get there, these things need to happen. I have a proposal. Okay. Let's start with Skid Row. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Okay. Okay, that's in good. Los Angeles. So that's a good parameter. Yeah. Right. Tent cities. That is, I would <clears throat> definitely identify that yes. community as at the poverty level. Absolutely at yes. the poverty level. And it incorporates a lot of things. Like there's a lot of mental illness that you mm -hmm. mentioned you seem to have some experience with. I still don't know what you do. Still interested in what that is, but you're kind of holding it back. So I'll just leave it a mystery. Okay. But there's a lot of different things that uh, go into that. And I lived in New York for 13 years where it's like, oh, there's a homeless issue or whatever. But you come to L.A. and there are literally tent cities lining the streets. It does feel exactly like a third world country when you turn a corner. So here's like hipster bars. Uh, there are like Starbucks, all kinds of like nice, uh, elegant shopping. $3,000 a month studio apartment. Exactly. Like white t-shirts for $200. Yeah. You turn left on that street and you are staring. It's almost like a membrane mm -hmm. separates you and the the hardest living conditions possible. And mm -hmm. it just doesn't seem possible in America. Mm -hmm. And it's right here mm -hmm. in downtown. It's mm -hmm. fascinating. It is. <clears throat> so how would you so let's let's take that as a as an example. Well, I like maybe even just like the cycle the psychology of that, right? Right. Like, you know, does does because you're living in a tent, does that mean somehow that your quality of life is worse than somebody who's living in a luxury apartment? Like, maybe this is a weird place to start, but um I think it's more about ensuring that person is healthy and like living in a way that they're comfortable with than trying to be like, well, you've got to look like this in order to not be considered okay. somebody living in poverty. Um, and you think that that helps poverty by not judging it as harshly or trying to exactly. like exactly like like trying to find like try not to eradicate it because eradicating it effectively means like moving displacing people. I think yes, and I don't think that you can di displace a community that large. Um, but to like provide more resource provide more resources and legitimize the fact that that is a huge community in Los Angeles it's very large would be like a great a great place to start and I think people are already doing it okay so uh in some ways you're saying so there are these tent cities and mm -hmm. it's shocking mm -hmm. to see it mm -hmm. and it's almost like ooh, I don't want I don't even want to know that that's there as some you know like we are a kind of people that are inclined to be like no, thank you. Yeah. You know, that almost like we have a hard time with our own bodily functions. Right. Um, and that seems like a bodily function of the uh, culture. Of itself. the city. And yeah. a lot of people are hard, have a hard time witnessing that. Right. But you're saying um, instead of having that like guttural reaction to see it as something that exists would actually help it as a, as a step forward. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Hey, hey, you should listen to Cold Read Radio because we read cold works. Well, we read, well, we cold read works we read by you. Reads. Yes, we read cold reads by you, the the writer. We want you to send in your work. And the listener. Yeah, and the listener. We can do anything. Pilots, yeah. screenplays, poems, short stories, sketches. Uh, sexual erotic fan fiction. All right, that's Matt's wish. It's going to happen. Um, but please submit them to submission at coldreadradio.com. That's submission, not plural, plural at coldreadradio.com. Um, what, okay. do you, what do you think? I feel like you're posing all the questions. Well, yeah, it's safer to ask questions than That's to true. have answers. Um, I don't have a huge amount of experience uh, with this. Uh, I, You're I, from New York. Uh, well, no, I just lived in New York after. I'm, I grew up in Northern California. Oh, cool. So we have a, we're more like farming areas. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also a style of poverty in that. Um, 
genre of the world and it, and mm-hmm. it takes a completely different form which mm-hmm. is interesting um but i don't i don't have a lot of like um uh practical answers for this the quote-unquote um approach that i've taken in my life is like i would volunteer to do to actually teach improv in inner city programs or schools or what have you and my experience with um uh that kind of education disparity has to do with teaching there's two things i think improvisation actually is is pretty helpful for some type of cultural divide because of the um uh because where we come from sometimes uh is an unfair disadvantage like i don't think it is an even playing field i don't i don't think it is at all and i think um and improv has a lot of like cool yeah so the cultural uh communication tools Mm -hmm. i think are a little bit more important than one might think in terms of getting kids to the point that they can they they feel like they they can communicate at any level with any person um and and that sense of confidence i think is important and Mm -hmm. i don't know if confidence is taught and number two is financials just teaching basic financial um functionality is not done in schools. I totally agree with that. Like and how with, not to go into debt. Yeah. And yeah, and what what these mo- what mm-hmm. money means, what are mm-hmm. what even like percentages are mm-hmm. that affect long term, like mm-hmm. how to just investments or mm-hmm. uh, not investments in like uh, in like the stock market or whatever, but just like just how to handle how to money. How invest your time. Those two items yeah. would change a lot of lives, I think. But that's not exactly poverty. That that's more of like on a cultural level but those are the two things eventually what i want to do personally mm-hmm. so my community organization would be to be teaching these things uh to any underserved community mm-hmm. to have an organization that provides specifically those two items a mm-hmm. uh, sense of like self-confidence and communication um to a on a general scale which i think improvisation can do and it's easy to get into kids with that because there's a fun element i'm Mm -hmm. interested in that but also teaching at least some um fiscal experience or those types of things Mm -hmm. but that is more like underserved and not exactly poverty so i don't have a lot of like i don't have a lot of answers but it is preemptive and i think it is preemptive and i agree with that interesting thing that we've touched on like twice now which is that if you strengthen the education system which i think we can agree is really lacking yeah um, at least the accessibility to it. Right. Um, if we if we if we kind of like eradicate it before it starts, it's much easier to deal with in that fledgling moment, you yeah. know, in the child. Yes. So. Yeah, there's that. Now the but here on the paper we have in in all caps written, um, kind of an intense way. You can see that that the the letters are kind like of a different. It's it's a it's a command. Yes. Solve poverty. Now we're not going to solve it in an hour, but I would. I'm interested in how close we can get in one hour okay. to solving poverty. And I don't mind the. Uh, de- I don't do mind. You, do you have like a, a a valve over there that's measuring if we're getting close? Like um, how close to poverty we've solved? Ooh, we she said no. Know. Yeah, nice know. one. Nice one. High fives. <laughs> so we're we're already like halfway through our cool. our jail cell here. All right. Um, but I wouldn't mind starting with ten cities. 
okay. uh, in Los Angeles. How would how would one affect that? Number one, which is an interesting um, first step into the conversation, which is don't see it as a cancer necessarily. Um, but I don't does. So it's not about eradication, but how that is a, an ongoing problem but caring in the city. for that community caring and so i mean my concern with that is are you condemning them to a particular life by um leaving them to it or is that am i thinking about it in the wrong way well perhaps i'm i'm just um clouded by a documentary that i saw okay. um called city of angels and okay. it like a big part of it was that a, a lot of the people like you said are mentally ill or like actively feel as though they don't fit into societal Society. norms right so living on the street in a tent kind of works for them and i and i it makes sense to me that you know each human being has a different way that they want to live their life right so i think getting rid of the tents because they are a symbol of some type of like failure is probably too simple right um but i think if if um so some of this is um uh, you know i was uh just getting my news from facebook that's a good last place night. to get news best news source um, and these are, who knows about these articles anyways, but one of them was this concept that Native Americans had five terms for genders. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's the twin more, spirit. Yes, twin spirit. So it's more, of a, it's more of a flexible thing. But we do have a pretty rigid relationship to what society is. Mm-hmm. And so maybe loosening that up and providing spaces because in any um, percentage of um, humanity that you coalesce there is going to be a percentage of those people that don't actually fit into the culture that's been laid on the land that they live on yeah and so do you need to make concessions for a world in which this is what humans are going to be like Mm -hmm. and so do we make like public spaces for that or like how you know that that's an interesting concept and in some ways we're not necessarily even solving poverty but understanding that there is a percentage of our culture that will um, gravitate toward that no matter what. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do. Mm-hmm. What are you going to give them like all like $10,000 each a year? Mm-hmm. Are there going to be no more 10 cities if you hand everyone $10,000 every year? You know what I mean? Right. But there will still be there 10 cities because that is an expression of humanity. It's a, Yeah, it's a way of life for certain people. And then like, especially with the mental illness thing, I'm going yeah. back to it. You know, you can't just force somebody who has an illness to like live in an asylum or okay. you know right it hasn't worked right so um what time is it okay oh, so we at the halfway this. point at the halfway point i think we've taken on the first word which is solve mm-hmm. right you know what i mean like cuz in my mind solve is like eradicate it or mm-hmm. get rid of it or make it so that everyone is part of this culture and everyone lives in a home everyone you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that but this so far what i have learned is that word solve is a little bit more complex than you think it is Mm -hmm. so i like that Mm -hmm. so we have that that's a percentage of it is there another percent um that we we go in the direction of uh how do we get these people uh or how do you know, how do, how do we handle that? Because it's not a comfortable environment for a city. There are problems with it. There is crime. Like, how do you address it? Or how do you get people? 
like the and the other side of poverty, which is how do you make it a, a more fair playing field for the population at large? I'm not exactly sure uh, how we what we want to tackle. Well, I think redefining what poverty is is helpful because it's sort of like yeah it 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 throws out the idea that it has to change completely yeah but we do have to address the fact that there is crime and um what 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 is what is it in poverty that needs to be solved mm -hmm. uh okay so i'm gonna answer this question i'm just gonna take a shot at it okay okay uh, for me, there's this idea of children being sad. Yes. This, that it's out there, like almost like, um, you know, Fievel from, uh, yes. the, this the American, American tale. tale. You know what I mean? Like the idea that, that there is a child somewhere experiencing this American tale, this old American <laughs> tale. Um, so my perception of, my relationship to happiness and other people's happiness still affects me. Like I want, I want people to be okay. That that triggers for me. I don't I don't like a world where people are taken advantage of. Um, uh, so there's that. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, I think it does like take money and it causes problems in a city. Like I don't I. I I do have that reaction where I don't want to see that. Like, I don't want people to live that way mm -hmm. just for me putting it on them. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Are any of those valid? It's helpful. Do you want to just pr pretend, ju not even pretend. Do you want to just try to come up with a solution? Yeah. All right. So should we, I know we said throw the government out at the beginning. Right. But what about if we just said we are going to write a proposal or a bill or something that will get more funding for for education and after school programs. Okay. To, uh, that that is specifically aimed at you know turning out people who do not end up on the street. Um, okay, so preventing uh, a f the I guess that doesn't solve poverty. The future it could actually preventing the future growth of these things that we're defining as poverty. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, first of all, let's just accept. That that's what we're going to do. Okay. Now, now we move on to a more practical side. Is what is that after school program uh, that we are proposing and getting funds for? Um, how does that look, and how does one execute that? Because I'm interested in it. Does it look sort of like a boys' club or a Girl Scout type thing that I know in previous generations was like more of a was not accessible to every child? But yeah. something like along those lines that was accessible to every child and was like a magic place to go after school that was fun and there was like play, but there was also like education infused into it. Right. Um, I think yes, mm -hmm. personally. I think we are closer to an answer and personally. And health care and good food. I want there to be a garden. Okay, okay. so <laughs> let's just add garden. So we'll, we'll write in garden. Okay. Let me, uh, if I have a pen, I'll just write a couple a solutions here on the page. And at the bottom, I'll put garden. Okay, you have a pen. Um, you know, there is a, uh, in terms of poverty, like long, long lasting effects of, uh, like preventative effects that affect these things long term. Mm -hmm. One of the studies that have come out and one of the programs that has seemed to actually 
pre be pretty effective it has to do with parenting and it has very specifically to do with reading to your children at night mm -hmm. before they go to bed mm -hmm. and so if these parents of um lower income um communities and it also has to do has generally to do with like a, a racial or underserved um community if you make the commitment to read to your child every night there are long-term impacts of that mm -hmm. similar to like a pre-k program mm -hmm. or uh it really advances uh, it probably even stimulates your brain growth oh it definitely stimulates the child growth but the, the connectivity yeah. there there's so many things that from just that simple activity it's not anything it's not about giving people more money it's like giving people uh the Tools. stability mm -hmm. to live a life that they can uh be functional in you know a culture mm -hmm. without being like mm -hmm. um and i think i think something as simple as what you're saying would have repercussions that uh we're actually kind of uh, looking for mm -hmm. even as simple as gardening i'm not i don't think it is garden necessarily gardening but that so it's the it's the practice of that and installing that at an early enough age of reaping and sowing and tending mm -hmm. that would uh, give people the uh, cohesive, like uh, chronological strength to like function mm -hmm. in a society in a way that they could find happiness. Mm -hmm. And it's also simple. I think when you give yeah. people like something really complicated, it's it is more likely to fall on its face. But if if you do say or if you do send out a hundred books a year to families in one city and say like you can read to your child, it's a relatively simple thing to do and it doesn't cost a lot of money. No, and it it seems to long term have like pretty serious results. Yeah. So the thing we're talking about is a little bit later in life and it would have activities, mm -hmm. um, but they're more uh, for the person, right? Mm -hmm. They're more holistically aimed um, program. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, one thing that we have, you know, you said you said something and then you said gardening. What was the other said thing? Really good food. Like there should be really. Oh, you said healthcare or something. Oh, yeah. That, that would be kind of neat, too, if you what, could. What's that? Well, OK, I'll tell you what I do. I'm uh, I work at an acupuncture clinic. I am becoming an acupuncturist and I'm you know, I it's it's sort of a radical idea. But um, if there were some type of like just I, I don't feel like kids get a lot of health care. Yeah. And. Um, just like learning, you know, like learning about eating or like nutrition or just things like that would be yeah. would be like a positive thing. Totally. I haven't even wrapped my head around yeah. it, so I have nothing eloquent to say. You know, there's another, um, thank God I finally know something about you. Um, <laughs> I, on the other hand, do nothing. Um, <laughs> but I'm interested. I have, I have had acupuncture done to me. So then mm. we're pretty, we're pretty similar in that okay. way. Um, I... Uh, just uh, started taking part in um, the David Lynch Foundation. Oh, wow. And that is an example of mm -hmm. something that is holistic. And Do you meditate? E well, I'm attempting okay. to. So right. technically, no. Mm -hmm. That's like, uh, you know, like if you've taken a surf lesson, you'd mm -hmm. be like, do you surf? And it's like, well... I would I, say you do. I took a lesson <laughs> uh, and my back hurt a lot and then I never surfed again. So maybe I meditate. Mm -hmm. I hope to meditate, mm -hmm. but I'm also interested in what they do. Mm -hmm. So they, they, uh, they're they a nonprofit foundation and they basically provide this for free. You know, they, they get the funding to offer this to specifically a lot of the people that we're talking about. Right. Veterans, children, underserved communities, 
um, uh, people that wouldn't afford it themselves. Mm -hmm. Like it's a it's a really and they're all low cost tools. If you teach somebody how are, to meditate, right? Or but they're effective. It's extremely effective. Right. So I think the kind of thing you're talking about, I think, is so it has a place in our poverty solution. I think so. Okay, great. Uh, right. So an expanded program of maybe even like meditation. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna write this. I'm writing uh, okay. this down. Meditation garden. Meditation. Improv. What about a meditation garden? Okay. And 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 parents are welcome here too, to as volunteers or, you mm -hmm. know, a, it's it's a place for. For resources. Yeah, acupuncture seems a little um it's too much for kids. Yeah, it seems a little much, but I like the concept. Um, what about a, an herb garden? Like a learning herb. Well, I, I just stole that directly from my school. My school has a learning garden. Learning herb? Learning herb garden. Uh, yeah, my kids go to Walter School. Oh, okay. It was one of the first uh -huh. school gardens in California. Uh -huh. um, but that gardener there um, has since like brought it to other schools. It's not, it's not, not a thing. Like it's a okay. really, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, so do you want me to write the word herb? In front of garden, or is garden? Garden is enough. Okay, so I'm just gonna leave the garden. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we have a garden, and we have meditation. Uh, what what else? I personally, personally mm -hmm. have uh, experience with and semi. I'm not gonna say obsession, but I'm really interested in the other two things I mentioned, which is some financial teaching and some of the traits of improvisation that mostly allow for confidence in communication. I think those things are helpful. I think they're beyond helpful. It's... And I think they also help with um, psychological ailments. Yeah. So put it put it down. Okay. Um, I'm going to put improv slash social teaching program. Pro I'm going to write program. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, something having to do with like teaching the basics of finance. How about finance and changing the oil on your car? Okay, so I'm sensing that you may have some personal investment uh, in uh, that particular difficulty. For girls. For girls. You, yeah. you have uh, some issues with changing your car. Uh, one thing about that oil, like just to address, I don't want to mm -hmm. like go down mm -hmm. a, uh, a side route, but uh, there are a lot of uh, businesses that will do that for you. That's true. Yeah. So maybe if we just keep with the okay, final, well, I don't want to say no to anything, but you know, just taking your car to a, if you see like oil change. No, there's a lot a, of coupons that they, there are. Yeah. So there, maybe we can teach couponing. See, oh, you see how couponing idea. is like, okay. okay so, okay. um, couponing, uh, I'm still not going to write down couponing. Okay, so I've kind of like nixed the entire oil changing situation, okay, but in the, uh, in the hopes of, uh, we'll just have generations of, of, kids that can't change their oil but that's okay yeah that's fine yeah. I, I can live with that because i think also cars are going to be more electric but uh and we're not going to own them they're just going to drive themselves it's going to be a different uh and they'll probably change their own oil by the time these kids are growing up um i personally struggled with um mental illness mm -hmm. at a certain point in my life mm -hmm. i have a one thing one secret that I keep from everyone is I have an association to homeless people that when I see them, uh, 
I see myself had I made just a couple other choices. There was a direction I was going in college where I voluntarily became homeless. And it was an expression of like my own, um, like what was going on in my mind at the time. Uh, and I eventually, and I believe personally that improv may have saved my life. That the aspect of like um, processing what's going on in your own mind without rejecting it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was on, I was in this, I don't think it's just the people we think it is, you know? I, I think it has a lot to do with um, mental uh, vulnerabilities mm -hmm. that um, can crop up in wealth, they, people that come from um, wealthy backgrounds, people that come from uh, poor backgrounds. I think you could safely say that like most families, like universally, um, have struggled with some mental illness in their family. Yeah. Yeah. And that no matter what your family looks like, oftentimes it does end up in places like Skid Row. Right. Because there's no other way to deal with it. And as it gets closer and closer to that line, I think, and this is another thing about our psychology as a um, society, mm -hmm. is you want to turn further and further away from it and just say, oh, that's a lost person. Mm -hmm. That person is lost. Mm -hmm. I don't, I almost don't want to think about it anymore. And we almost we we see failure in it, like we see personal failure. We see our family members, yeah, or whatever experience we've had with it. And you almost want to like disregard mm -hmm. it, like oh that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. that, oh, well, then that was lost. Then that mm -hmm. no, well that fell through the cracks, mm -hmm. and now the cracks are gone. You can't fix the cracks. Like that's that's just something that's like it's almost like we're on a spaceship and those that's floated off. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that can be done. They cannot get because in some ways we don't want to look at it. I don't know why I just said all of that. No, it, it's true though. It, it, in order to solve poverty, you have to, you have to define it or understand what it is, and and understand that so much of it is of of the idea of solving poverty is like effectively just saying we don't want to look at it anymore, we don't want to see it anymore, we yeah. want it to go away. But I think the dysfunction. I don't know if that is the right word because I know it's not always a result of dysfunction. In most cases, it's not. Mm -hmm. um, but like the quote unquote dif dysfunction that like outsiders who don't consider themselves within poverty apply to it um, is is not necessarily going to go away ever. Yeah. Um, did we solve poverty? I'm not. I mean, we're getting how, how much time, time do we have? have to solve we still have 15 minutes. Um. Uh, I think that happens. I think a lot of it has to do with our relationship to anxiety and how mm -hmm. anxiety builds, and mm -hmm. that we don't have um, we don't have mechanisms to prioritize how we function with anxiety, um, and it can get. Well, that's a big David Lynch thing. Yes, I know. Um, and I also, I personally believe that depending on how you teach improvisation, it can help you take a look at what your own personal process is. Mm -hmm. And I do believe it kind of mm -hmm. saved my life. Um, and then there's the other aspect. And now I'm going back to the stuff that we said before, kind of about how it's a perception issue. But mm -hmm. we live in a culture now th that uh, is based entirely on money exchange. Mm -hmm. That's it. And it didn't it doesn't have to be that way. Like, let's imagine our entire culture is based on art, where how good you are at art 
defines like everyone must do art. Mm -hmm. You must have a relationship to art. And so how well you draw defines how well you do in our society. So we, we're all drawing mm -hmm. at the bank. You, you submit uh, drawings mm -hmm. instead of money. Mm -hmm. But that's not how we work. Every single human being must have a relationship to finance because that is the backbone in which our culture mm -hmm. has a communication. It's almost mm -hmm. like uh, if, if math was a language, which it is, mm -hmm. uh, but that is the major language of a culture. But this is not math, it's actually finance. Mm -hmm. So finance is a major language that we have, mm -hmm. and you may not be good at it. You may be good at a myriad of things. Mm -hmm. Myriad things, not myriad of. No, it's myriad of. Mm, I don't know. Um, and and um, uh, you may you may good be good at like uh, a bunch of stuff, but if you can't also like navigate that financial thing, you you're kind of fucked. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there, you know, you can critique government all you want, but like there are a lot of programs out there that are available that a lot of people just don't know about. Right, and that what you're saying about like teaching people finance also like it's like this idea of not being afraid of looking at money you know i think a lot of people have like anxiety around that too you know yeah. it's like you look at your bank account and you're like i have no money what am i gonna do and right and if you teach people that there are resources out there and there are things that you can do and like give them that confidence yeah that they're capable of solving their own problems I think you're going to create, like, you're going to have more well-rounded individuals. I don't know. I yeah, know. And I think you're uh, basically putting monies, um, resources into something that will save you resources in the long run mm -hmm. by cutting off this uh, one of the major sources that contribute to something like a tent city mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think you're going to change the culture. I think it's going to be based on finance for the rest of time. But if you can allow people to be themselves in a social structure that is unlike them, if you give them enough tools to function in it, mm -hmm. then they won't say, I have to reject this thing entirely. Mm -hmm. That's that's our theory. Mm -hmm. They won't disengage completely. Right. Fully disengage, which yeah. I think because we're such a rigid system, mm -hmm. it makes sense that you would almost like uh, bump people out of that. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so let's go back to our program. Okay. It is an after, it's a school program, mm -hmm. an after school program mm -hmm. that we need funding for. Yes. From, uh, now do we go to the government or do we start this as like a 401k? Uh, not 401k, like <laughs> the, I know nothing about finance. A, uh, what is that, 10 something? What is 1099? 1099, see? You you're good. I don't even know what that. I don't know what is. that it's is either. Wait, everywhere. no, ten ninety nine is also a uh, <laughs> tax document. What is the four hundred one c three? I don't. Oh, you've you've exited my. Whatever the. Uh, do we start it as a nonprofit, uh, and do it from the public, or try to get um, maybe both? Well, I, I'm I'm thinking of like this is like. Is it public I, or private finance? I'm financed? thinking private. Okay, private. Privately, because we have this like privatized prison system, like, and it makes so much money. Like, what if we? I don't know. Now I'm getting okay. So it's a school program, privately financed. The goal is to go into schools, uh, and now do people like sign up for it? Or, like, how is it, you just provide this service for? At, is it for at risk? Is it for this? Is it school wide? I like, think how it's you... for everybody because I I don't think it should be something that is like um 
you're, you have to go there. If you like messed up in school, you have to okay. go there. Or something. So it's an alternative curriculum that yeah. takes up part of the school day. And maybe it could be pay what you can or something. Maybe it could be something where like it's accessible to everybody. And like if you come, if you, you've got money, like you pay some monthly thing to take your kids there, but you know they're going to have a leg up. Okay. And if you can't afford it, that's fine. There's like. I don't know. It's just, it's a free service. Okay. Um, yeah. Is that? I'm still trying to figure out how to like uh, implement it, but uh, well, it would be, the structure can work. Maybe we could use like some, some models in like the, the boys club or things like that, which I, aren't they like church organizations? I believe, uh, I know the boy, boy scouts boy did start that way. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Do we want to attempt to name this thing? Um, recycle, read. Human recycling. I think human recycling <laughs> is like pretty good. Okay. It really gets to the heart yeah. of like recycle your heart. Okay. Uh, or what about a human youth garden? Oh, that's a much better one. <laughs> All right, never mind human recycling. <laughs> uh, youth garden is so good because you're growing young people yes. in a a way that is like healthy. Yes. And there's also a garden slash herb garden. Yeah. I didn't write herb garden. That's okay. Um, all right. So not exactly sure how the structure lays out, but this is the concept. Mm -hmm. uh, and try to get it as uh, widespread as possible um, and possibly even target um, uh, underserved communities. The items that would hopefully be part of this is meditation, um, some type of meditation program, which schools are implementing. Yeah. Um, maybe some uh, improv slash social, uh, improv social program yeah. for teaching um, basically like social processes, uh, s some financial, uh, very mo like very basic financial mm -hmm. instruction. Mm -hmm. uh, and then a big garden. Just a some big, kind of huge yeah. garden situation. Yeah. Of all of these, the most expensive one might be the garden. Really? Yeah, because it's a physical thing. Well, so you have to have so. space for it and all that. Yeah. But it's also probably the most important. Yeah. Also, it's in the name. So well, let's I mean, not let's could... not get rid of it. All right. Okay, so I'm going to put a box. I'm going to put a fancy box around youth garden. Youth garden. Um, so we have those four items. Anything else in that program? Well, there could be like a donation-based library. I don't know. Do those ever are those ever successful or good? I don't know. Um, and everybody reads iPads now. Uh, uh, next steps. I'm writing down some next steps for this. Okay. For for Youth Garden. Um, research how those programs even are set up, or how mm -hmm. you could even um, start a program in a school mm -hmm. without costing them money like if you get your own mm -hmm. resources mm -hmm. um how do you how do you even like create a program that goes into schools and, and would it be on the school premises or would there be like have to be like a construction or could right. it be something where we like took over like abandoned properties or something like that oh okay so it's not even part of like see i'm i'm thinking of it more like a it's in the public sector. It's yeah. privately financed, but it's actually in the public sector, which you, you would actually go into schools. Mm -hmm. You could set it up so that it's such a... I mean, that's... To me, 
if it's outside of the schools, my concern would be it would be another one of these programs that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my um, impetus would be to try to get it as forefront as possible and in in people's lives. Mm-hmm. But you're right, like that would be an easier way of like this is a this is a thing for the community. Well, like, I think a lot here. of public schools are so like they're so filled full. Right. They are very full. It's it's a very difficult. What we're trying to do in, in my mind is is change the temperature of the ocean by one degree, yeah. you know, yeah. but the ocean is a massive yeah. thing. So even even though it's a it would be an improvement to I like that, though, because one degree makes a big difference. It does makes a massive difference. Yeah. And we're about to find that out. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, the. Uh, to do to have an effect like that would take so much, mm-hmm. uh, and so this would need to be something that can be um, kind of duplicated out to such a wide um, level. I'm I'm just interested. I don't know. I don't know how that would happen, but I I'm feel like there's. I feel like there are don't, a lot. Are you of waving cool at us? Five. Are you minutes. waiting at us? Right. I don't know what this is. Are you wait? Are you saying hello? <laughs> oh, got her speak again. <laughs> Woohoo! So should we wrap up this idea? Yeah. Well, we're close. So okay. research um, or uh, organization structures for nonprofits or how yeah, to get into or school. like fast food or I don't know. Think outside the box. Like how do how do these other places like spring up everywhere? Like there's got to be a way to like yeah make it catch. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's almost like a church. Anyway how to uh get into school uh programs okay so i have uh i have the name of the project uh a brief description which is just bullet pointed and then uh dashes of uh of what it might involve and then a couple next steps so i, I think we're doing pretty okay i think so too for what it is I think we're gonna make we're gonna make a dent in poverty, right? And this is the this is the practical one idea of a practical approach to it. And then the other thing that we've mentioned that isn't written on this paper is uh, change the way you perceive the concept of poverty and the concept of solving poverty. Mm-hmm. And those two things I think are important. Are something? Yeah. 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 What else do you do? Um. That's all I do. I six days a week. At, six days a week. In an do acupuncture, acupuncture clinic and in school. Oh, yeah. Wait, what's school? In school? In in no, I'm in school. I'm becoming. To beca- oh. I'm getting licensed. In New York, that's where I did acupuncture in an actual like I did it in front of everybody because it was oh, cheap. Oh, yeah, it's cheap and or free. Yeah. So that's when I did acupuncture. Yeah. like at one of those. And schools. you get the best. The best. You get and yeah, that's like a teacher that and then yeah. like a hundred people staring at you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I do that and I do improv. Oh, great. Yeah. So. Well. Um, I really enjoyed our talk. I enjoyed our talk too. I, I'm that was a fun conversation. Yeah, I got a lot out of it. I did too. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that. How much time do we have left now? Oh, we still have three minutes. Should we should we make up the theme song to Youth Garden? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do that. We have three minutes. All right. Um. Hmm. I guess it would be, we need, like, do we start with the lyrics or do we start with the music? Maybe, like, youth garden for you, youth garden for me. I'm trying to think of, like, where the melody would be, like, 
Youth Garden. That's a more like a commercial. Like I come from like a commercial. <laughs> Youth Garden. Gardening our children. Put them underground. Nope. All right. Uh, <laughs> don't put your children underground. Um, yeah. Just watch the rain fall down on their roots. Um, mm-hmm. They're never going to be forgotten. Growing, growing like a, I, I see something like growing the future. Growing, growing a healthy future. Growing a healthy future. What rhymes with future? Suture? Yes. Uh, so uh, on poverty, that's a suture. Uh, healthy. Healthy. Um, diet of brain. No. What about life? Growing a healthy life. Um, life and wife and jive. Gif. Life. Uh, now I'm just saying words that. Um, okay, so what if we come up with a uh, slogan instead of a song? Okay. Because I'm a little stuck on the song. Okay. And I'm sure we have how many minutes left? We have one minute left. Okay. So I'll write next to Youth Garden and then put some quotes and say growing a future growing the future a, a bright future well i like a, i like health the con the concept of something health you know like a healthier or more functional um or a happier up. future yeah okay okay happier future youth, okay youth garden youth garden growing a growing happier, a happier future. future okay we did it good work the nerdist school network for class and show information visit nerdistschool.com